A couple days after Michigan wins the national championship, we're right back at it uh, here this afternoon. Former Wolverine Jim Scarcelli on a rare Wednesday appearance. Michigan is the national champs of 2023. Scar, we got a lot of great things to talk about today. Last time I talked with you was immediately following the game. You were in a pretty good mood. Uh, how has it been since uh, Monday night for you? Danny, nothing but blue, blue skies, blue love. I just come from the gym, and there's a Spartan in there I talk to, mess with. He says, man, Washington sure looked bad. They look terrible. I said, whoa, hold on. We made them look bad. Michigan made them look bad. So don't give me that they look bad, like they had a bad day or something. No, man, you know. Our offense made their D look bad. Our defense made their offense look bad. So that's that. Danny, I'm going to tell you a couple couple things on, on my mind. You know, in our era, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, you walked into a school in the state of Michigan, a high school, middle school, whatever. The majority of the kids were wearing Michigan gear. Okay, that made it easy to recruit. Kids were raised on Michigan. Okay. We had some rough years. I mean, I'm a retired school teacher, and I saw it firsthand where uh-uh, the Michigan stuff was put away, and I was starting to see 80 90% green in the school. That makes it harder to recruit. Jim has flipped that now. You're going to see more and more, and that makes it – got to – I know we're probably a little more national in our recruiting than, than in my era – but we still got to own Michigan. This guy over here they brought in, he's he's going to be a good coach. But we got to own that. So that's that. J- Jim is three championships in a row. You're going to see more Michigan gear. And that's that. And um, But, you know, Danny, I was just thinking about, as before we get into the film, these kids that are on this football team. Look, man, I, I put it on my resume, you know, played this. You put you, you played at this, Michigan, whatever. These kids got a national champion. I mean, they will for, forever be able to say, yeah, man, not only did I play football at Michigan, but they were on the national championship football team. And you talk about something you want to put on your resume. I mean, that's – it's impactful, man. I can't I can't underestimate how, you know, people will look at all your stuff you did in your life, uh, and then they get to the end of the line. Whoa, you were on that – you know, that changes the whole conversation. So I'm, I'm happy for these kids. And it's something that'll be impactful the rest of their life. Yeah, they're the champs. It's the greatest thing in in sports that is going right now. And, yeah, congratulations to all of them, Uh, Michigan fans, the coaches, the players, the alums, former players like yourself. You know, since since Monday, I didn't know. You know, you don't know how it's going to go. But I was driving around. I had to drive around four hours yesterday in that inclement weather and Man, I just loved listening to the radio. It was great. Each show, they would come on, talk about the game on Monday night, talk about Michigan season, talk about the championship season, Jim Harbaugh, all these different guys going in and, and, and weighing in. And I just remember in years past, the the next day after the national championship game, you know, sure, you you might have a, a little bit to say about the game and, you know, you had to say a little bit about the programs, but you know, afterwards, ESPN, that's all it is, like, you know, uh, hours straight and everything, and you see all the national championship commercials about get your thing there, congratulations to this team and that team. But, 
now that it was Michigan, man, just sitting there and taking that all in, I love that part. And it it is, um, you know, there's been a glow. I, I can recall, you know, over the years, back when you're real young, you know, the, the losses are so painful and you, you get a little bit older. And, and I can remember trying not to, you know, say things like, well, you know, it's just a game, you know, sure, it's Michigan and everything else, but it's just a game, but it's still, it still hurt, man. There was nothing you could you know, do about it. And it's been the same thing over these last 48 hours. It's like, it's just, uh, it's just, it's just a great feeling. It's a great feeling. You, you could try to move on and do something else. And then here you are, you're sitting around saying, wow, man, Michigan won. And I don't know how long it's going to last. I hope it just keeps, I hope it lasts all the way till next year because it's, uh, it's quite a feeling, man. It's, uh, as far as sports go and it really didn't start getting intense until the, the Penn state game. So you got to go back to what, uh, November 11th. So it's really been two months that Penn state game was so intense. The Maryland game was intense. Ohio state is always intense. And it was playing for our big 10 championship, having to wait all that time into the Rose bowl, Rose bowl, one of the greatest games I've ever seen. And then Monday night, man, playing for a championship. I watched the first quarter last night. I just sat back there and I was like, just, wow, man. Uh, what a, uh, what an awesome first quarter that they played. And I know we're going to get to that straight ahead. We do have a couple other things as well that we are going to get to scar. We will, um, I'll ask you about Jim Harbaugh and JJ McCarthy. They've got big decisions coming up. Uh, JJ's got to make a decision before Monday. Harbaugh, who knows how long uh, it could drag out, whatever else, uh, signing a contract. I'll see where you're at with Jim and JJ. Scarb mentioned that he's got some film from Monday night, Michigan and Washington, looking forward to going over that. And we just talked about how uh, we're feeling about the national championship in the days uh, that have uh, separated uh, Monday. Scar, you ready to? No, hang on, Dan. I got a couple other things before we oh, get into Oh, you got a couple other things. All right. Well, you said you want to talk about uh, JJ and them, but uh, before we get into the film, make sure to remind people that if we get bounced from YouTube, we got to, you know, we got Twitter going. So, uh, Danny, a couple of things. I just want to re- apply to something you said, you know. I, I actually underestimated national recruiting. I mean, this is going to help recruiting everywhere, you know, winning a national championship. But, yeah, it's time. You know, it's a fine line there to, to, to get into celebrating. Obviously, we want to celebrate. These kids are going to celebrate. But there's so many things for the coaches and so many players that have to make so many big decisions. And um, I'll, I'll just jump right ahead then on, on J.J., uh, it's you know, it's interesting. I don't know who he's who all he's talking to. I mean, Jim has said he's, he's NFL ready. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he's won a lot of games at Michigan. You know, he's, he's got, he's weighing that NIL money. And then what round is he going to get drafted in money? And, or, you know, how much fun is he having in college? Uh, I bet he's having a riot. And uh, yeah, I, Antoine, I, I actually kind of, I, if I had to bet, I'm thinking JJ comes back. I just, I, I, I believe it. That's my gut. Uh, he's doing so well with NIL. He's having so much fun playing for a coach. Because I think Jim's coming back too, Danny. That's my gut. Jim's going to come back, and, uh, and and that's just uh, that's where I, that's where I'm at. That's my feeling. That's my gut. And um, go ahead from there. How much good news can Michigan fans take in one week? Wow, Scar, what what a what a double barrel of fun that you just pulled right there for people that are listening and not watching, uh, Antoine jumped in and he says he thinks JJ 
comes back if he's smart. Not everyone is thinking that way. Scott is declaring that he will not be back. He will be a late first-round draft choice for some smart NFL team. Uh, Let's see what a couple others are saying, that they love J.J., but I wouldn't take him in the first round, Shadyville says. Too inconsistent, bad reads and decision. He needs another year to hone his skills. His footwork is an issue as well. And Chris is saying J.J. is coming back to captain the Wolverines. J.J. and his merry band of fighting Wolverines. National Championship, take two. Mark making a point about listening or the 21-point win and saying there's meat on the bone. He's saying this 23 defense was rated higher than the Georgia 21-D. And, you know, they, in terms of points per game, you know, that's the best um, uh, Big Ten since 97. About Dr. Detroit, Brock Heward for the Huskies. And the Seahawks said the Michigan's D was bigger and more aggressive and hits harder than what he sees in the NFL with the Seahawks. Uh, yeah, you're a lot of in on that. Go ahead, Scar. I, thought, I didn't well, know I mean, if you were uh, going to jump in. Listen, our, our defense was, uh, and we're going to get into that film, man. We just we played so the technique is so good. I and I love the ESPN coaches angle from the from the uh, backfield. That was great to see that to really you know get a get a feel for things and I. You know, our our inside two defensive linemen were outstanding. You had to be against this team. And uh, but our our players played so smart, made some mental mistakes, but the physicalness, the toughness, the technique, that stuff is coached, it's recruited. Um, you know, but um Yeah, these guys changed it for me, Scar. I gotta say, you know, back in 21, the way that they played, and you know, I just was chalking most of that up, not not to scheme, but to the players like Aiden Hutchinson, Ajabo, and and Dax Hill. And I didn't think anyway last year that they would come close to the production of 21, but they did. And then this year's team was even better. And it's scheme and it's players. And each and every one of these guys we could go through, and it's not just 11 because they rotate a lot of guys at safety and obviously a few at linebacker and definitely on the defensive ends and even some of those backup defensive tackles. But, man, these guys, uh, they earned it. They are great. They're one of the great uh, college defenses uh, of all time from what I'm seeing. And the, and the game has changed. You know, we're sitting around three, four years talking about three, four years ago. And it wasn't about, you know, points per game, you know, thinking that you could keep it close to single digits. It was about just trying to make a play in the fourth quarter because the teams are so good offensively that it was like, you know, you can give up 20, 30, 40 points. And it's just about if you could get a turnover or something to get the ball back to your offense. But that's not the way Michigan played. They played uh, uh, the the communication. You know, just watching that first quarter last night, looking at these guys checking around and moving around and, and the, the things that they're able to do all the way through and the, and the physicality. A couple of years ago, you know, talking about that Georgia defense, I remember uh, early in the year when I think it was uh, UNLV because Brad Nessler and Gary Danielson they were doing the game. The game was on CBS, and, and and both of them remarked, like, these defensive tackles look like uh, SEC tackles. This looks like, you know, Georgia from a couple of years ago. And he's watching Kenneth Grant. You know, he's watching uh, uh, Mason Graham and, and Chris Jenkins. You know, and, and that's that's a big part of it. That's, you know, just one aspect. You go to the, the edges and everything else. But, 
man, the, I, I could sit around talking about the defense and the coordinators and the way they look. They they just really rang the bell. All uh, so much props go, so many props to the coaches and the players on that side of the ball. Great job, championship job. Yeah, you know, our, you know, playing Georgia and getting beat like we did, you know, it, it 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 smacks you in the face. I've lost some some games as a coach, and I used to send my kids to the Michigan camp every year, my players, because I wanted them to see the competition that was out there for scholarships that they were competing against. So Michigan, you know, we got beat by Georgia. Our coaches, our players, they all understood it. But yeah, you know, our, Denny, our coaches are, you know, you, listen. We recruit big, strack, big, fast, strong, tough, athletic guys, but you demand things as coach, you, coaches, you know. And some of that stuff, you just don't take it for granted that they're going to play hard. That stuff, that stuff is demanded every single rep in practice, mental uh, adjustments. Danny, I, I just got some things that I want to, I want to get into. Be uh, that there's a lot of big decisions going on right now. Obviously, JJ, everybody's waiting on JJ and, and then coach, but there's a lot of guys on that football team that have big decisions to make, you know, uh, McGregor, it, it could come back. Harrell could come back, and, you know, and they're going to all sit down. They're going to sit down with their position coach. They're going to sit down with the coordinator and, and, and they're going to sit down with coach Jim. And, um, you know, I've been that guy. I've been in the, that situation to come back for a fifth year. You go, you know, you sit down with coach and what's he thinking? What's you, you guys have the same goals, you know? So a lot of players, as much as they'd like to celebrate, decisions have to be made. They got to be made quick. So, you know, you look at uh, you look at our offensive line. What do the coaches think of the guys that we have there? Are we going to pull the trigger on another center? Two years in a row now, we we plucked the center. Do they have faith in a young guy like Amir Herring, you know, or, or uh, Anderson and some of those guys or Crippen? You know, I I, I've hear, I hear that they really have a lot of. Uh, Gentry, they got a lot of faith in him. I'm hearing that, uh, you know, and, and we're going to get Hinton back. He's already committed back. Uh, and El Hadi, you know, where, where's his status? They put him in at the end of the game, Denny. That matters. Did you see him in on the goal line kicking out? They ran a play with El Hadi. That matters. No. That tells a guy, look, we have a plan for you. You know, so I think that matters. Big thing I'm looking at, we need to get a tight end that can block. Now I don't know if, if what, where we're at with uh, some of these guys if they think they could get. Well, let me give you a little bit of an update, Scar. There were seven players. There were some invites that went out to the Senior Bowl. Uh, AJ Barner accepted an invitation to the the Senior Bowl, and so did Braden McGregor. The, those players have until Monday to declare for the NFL draft, but it's a pretty good indication. Roman Wilson, the Ladarius Henderson, they. Accepted invitations uh, as well. Uh, a few more, but uh, players that that accepted an invitation to the the Senior Bowl. Now, like Michigan could come in here in the in the eleventh hour with some NIL packages and maybe get these guys to come back. But it's a pretty strong indication that those guys. Well, they, are, they don't have eligibility other than McGregor. That was the one. Okay, so that that answers the question then. If, if McGregor, yeah, I think Barner in, did. I think Barner could have come back. Oh, well, that answers the question about McGregor. Harrell is another guy that I'm looking at. So here's here's some things that I, you know people people got to understand what's going on. There's a and there's a lot of huge huge decisions. Okay, so I'm I'm if I had to bet, I'm guessing Harrell and McGregor are gone. But guess what? We got two good ones back. We got more back, and Stewart played his best game. He was outstanding. Number five for Michigan. Uh, he was great. So we got three good ones back inside. 
Graham, Grant, Benny. We lose a, a great one in, in Jenkins, but then, there, then there's going to be some other guys that will be battling for that fourth and fifth rotation, and then we'll find that out in the spring. The linebacker position looks great. Obviously, Junior, he does have another year, but I, I'm guessing he goes. You know, I like the fact that we've got Hausman. Uh, I'm hearing they're high on Rolder and then the kid from Maryland. So uh, that's a good thing. Our, our secondary, you know, you got the All-American back. Rod Moore is a kid that's going to have to make a decision. So so we don't know what he's going to do. Uh, Saab looked good, so he's he's coming back. But that's that's the big thing I'm, I'm looking at with Jim and the coaches. They're looking at their roster, and they're saying, okay, who's, who's coming back? Can, can we get a better kid in the portal? And then you got to make a decision as a coach, Denny, how much, how much portaling do you want to do if you got a guy that's there right now that you're recruited? Because we don't want to be transfer you. So they, they got to really put a fine line on that. But, and you know, Danny, here's another thing. I know I'm going a little long. I, I, I'm trying to get an answer to this. There's some guys that are committed to some of these schools. Let's just take JJ, for example. Let's say he leaves. And there's some guys that are, we've heard that they're committed to other schools, but maybe they're not in, in school yet. They're going to finish up their semester at their old school. You know, maybe a kid like Dante Moore. I don't know. I, I wonder if the fact that they're not committed, if there are people waiting on Michigan, you know, there's a lot of good quarterbacks out there. Are some of them waiting to see what Michigan and JJ are going to do? So that's, that's just a question I have. I don't know the answer to that. Uh, you know, who, who will leave? And then, uh, what else do I have here? Yeah, well, let me jump in, Scar, because I I don't know if I disagree, but you said you didn't want Michigan to become transfer you. The game has changed. Michigan, as far as recruiting high school players, they are not getting the very – they're not getting Bryce Underwood. They're not getting the very top guys. But what they are doing, what they did last year, they went to the transfer portal. Josiah Stewart was a great pickup. Josh Wallace played great down the stretch for Michigan at corner. James Turner and the transfer portal was a great kicker on the offensive line. Ladarius Henderson, you already mentioned Drake Nugent, Miles Hinton. Those are three guys all in the transfer portal. They couldn't have got a better tight end than A.J. Barner out of the transfer portal. They hit left and right out of the transfer portal, and you blend what they're doing with the transfer portal with recruiting. No, Benny, I get that. I, the blend, so they can become – the part about you don't want to become transfer you. Yes, you do want to become transfer you. No, I'm talking 50, 60 guys like the guy in Colorado. Well, okay? you know, listen, no, I'm guys. totally good with 10 guys. Does that mean yeah, you're not I'm totally good you? with okay. that? I'm totally good with you know okay. where, where we're at, eight All to twelve. Right. That those are decent numbers. I, I just don't want you know. You, you, you know, a guy, a guy looking at Michigan, but then, but then again, it's, that's happening everywhere now, even, you know, if we're, if we're recruiting against Ohio state, Alabama, Georgia, and those are the guys we're Notre Dame. Those are the guys we're recruiting against, you know, as long as they have the same type of reputation that we have, that they're bringing in, you know, if they're in that eight twelve number and it's because, because believe me, coaches are going to use that to, to negative recruit. Believe me. You know, Dabo Sweeney was 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 banging that, you know, and, and, but now I think he's going to flip over. But I think, you know, I, I, Danny, trust me, I know a lot of guys that are coaches that have players, man, high school coaches. Dabo Sweeney going to end up like Denny Crum back for Louisville when he was like, <laughs> I don't really like the three-point shot. 
Well, I get it. I think he's changing his tune now. Yeah, well, he will uh, Benny, here's another thing that's go going on with Michigan, that Jim has to – these are big decisions. Okay, who's going to replace Chris Partridge? That's another thing no one's talking about. But a, a linebacker coach has to be hired. Now, I don't know if Jim has – From believe me, this my, – my, my belief of Jim Harbaugh is he's always three, four steps ahead of you. He, he knows exactly, you know, if if uh, if Minter got a job tomorrow or Clinksdale got a job tomorrow or Michael Hart got a head coaching job somewhere tomorrow, I guarantee you Jim has three, four names under every one of his assistant coaches that he's always got on deck. But those are things that could happen here that some of those guys could leave, maybe for a coordinator job, you know, uh, maybe for a head coaching job, maybe to the NFL, because, you know, Michigan should be darn marketable, and I would hope they would. But anyway, he's got to find a linebacker. There's no doubt there he has to replace someone uh, as the linebacker coach. So, Well, Scarby, you, for people that might be just tuning in, Michigan hit the biggest jackpot and the, uh, the, the best offseason news since Monday with your prediction that you think Jim Harbaugh is coming back. If that happens, I think it's more likely that he goes than he stays. I have my own reasons. I could sit around talking about it for five, ten minutes. But I'll just say that I would I would guess that he would leave. But if he stays, that is the the jackpot of all jackpots because it you know it, it, that's the key to yeah. Michigan football right now. If they're able to keep Harbaugh and keep this going. Now, you also something that I don't think is going to happen, but would be great for Michigan. You think McCarthy's coming back? Now, look, they get Harbaugh and McCarthy. They're going to have this parade on Saturday. They might have to have another parade next Saturday for those two. Uh, you know, with those guys coming back. I mean, because this is just going to continue. It, it's almost like that would be too good to be true. But hey, I don't think you're just uh, sitting around waving the maize and blue pom-poms. My guess is that, you know, you talk to a lot of people and that's the indication that you get. You're not just over here, you know, playing the Michigan fight song and, you know, hoping, you know, you, you have your reasons to say what. Well, the, you, you give up, you, you bring up a good point, Denny, because I remember Bo saying this years ago. I remember I, 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 my freshman year, Texas A&M opened up the bank account for Schembechler. They opened up the checkbook. They were going to make him the highest paid coach. I remember sweating that out and I was so upset and worried that, you know, I'm going to lose my coach. I'm going to lose my coach. I, I think Jim, I, I believe this because he, he grew up in coaching. You know, I think that is going to be a huge thing for him is to what happens to his assistant coaches, you know, unless they hire from within, you know, that, that and, and you would think they would, but I guarantee you, you know, could you talk about, you know, when a guy gets a job, so many guys lose their their freaking job then because the coach doesn't take them all. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, a lot I, a lot of those decisions have to be made, you know. Because I but I do know that Jim, just like Bo, I remember Bo saying then, I can't leave. That was one the reason he said he said he wasn't going is I can't leave. I got a hundred some people over here that are employed that are counting on me. You know, all the coaches, all the secretaries, all the because you never know who's going to come in and wipe everybody out. So. I guarantee you Jim thinks the same way from that standpoint, to some respect. Well, I know a lot of people, I've seen Chet Fish's name. I've seen a lot of Kalen DeBoer. Like if Jim Harbaugh does, and obviously we know there's a chance that he could go to the pros, I think there's uh, a 100% chance that Sharon Moore is going to be the, the next Michigan head coach. And I think it's <laughs> And I think it's a good move. 
everything, how Michigan has done things, the Michigan way, everything else, uh, Sharon Moore, what he was able to do this year. I think he's going to be the pick. You know, you might not like that as a Michigan fan. You might say, Hey, why not try to go open it up a national search, get the best. What if you could get somebody, but I, I get what everybody would say there, but I think it would be for sure. Sharon Moore. So that's my feeling on that. All right. Just one last thought, Danny, then you, if you want to get in the film, Jim is uh, hammered again about paying players. You know, I'm right in line with them, you know, you know, because, you know, Jim, Jim went to the hospital and he's sitting next to Zinter who got all busted up in that, in these, in, you know, in these extra football games, you know, and, and how much money that could possibly cost Zinter, you know, and, and these kids played 15 games, man. 15 games they paid they played this year. The tickets were going for 800 bucks was the face value of those championship games. Rose Bowl same I mean they were going for five eight thousand dollars there and the players got none of that. So Jim is hammering at it. I respect the hell out of him for it. I just want to say that Scar is right in line with Jim that uh, and, and Jim has been in these households recruiting these kids. you know he sees some of the stressed, uh, communities that some of the kids are from and they don't have, they're not born with a silver spoon in their mouth. And some of them may not have long pro football careers. So I just want to voice my support for Jim. And uh, I admire that. I saw Chip Kelly jumped on to support him. Hopefully some of these other guys will too. Just that's that. Yeah. Well, I think it's a, it's a nice gesture. I do think that in, in look, you're a former football player. There's so much. It's not just that Michigan's, you know, getting the 200 odd billion dollars and just stuffing it in their own pockets. They're taking it because they love the Olympic sports and they really think that's something that's big. Now, are, are you real ready to, you know, cut five, six sports so the players can get that money? You, you know, because that's probably what no, you mean. Cutting out. How much money they made on that TV? Give it to the guys that are risk, like Jim said. What do you say? Life and limb. The guys that are out there, uh, you know, that doesn't – Wait, Danny, we'll get into that argument. I just – I agree with Jim. Okay, I'm going to leave it at that. I would I like to see him. the players get paid too. I don't I, care. I, you know, I, like, I, look, it, if it comes down to the, nothing against, you know, uh, I don't know, men's rowing. Like, look, I mean, that's great. It's great college experience and everything else. But if it comes down to the football players getting paid and Michigan continuing to win there and be, then, you know, Michigan rowing finds, you know, out. No, I think the rowers would get what they're getting now, okay? They would get the same thing they're getting right now, a scholarship. And then if they can NIL it up, go ahead, knock yourself out. They shouldn't be getting a cut of what the what the uh, the breadwinners are getting. That's, listen, man, I, I, I don't want to beat it up. We'll get into it later. You got a lot, got of, lot of transportation costs in addition to those scholarship costs that what we're talking about. Michigan football pays for all of that. So, I'm not talking about cutting anybody's scholarship. No. Well, okay. I mean, it, like it all sounds great. You know, you, some of that stuff you sound a little. And, and Harbaugh did get a little bit more into detail. But if you're sitting around like, yeah, let, let's give the players, you know, 10, 15 percent of the TV money. Let's cut, you know, the the coaches' salaries 10 or 15 percent. People don't like taking pay cuts, and that money's got to come from somewhere. You know, they sit around with those regions. They don't want they don't want to be taking 10, 15 percent. Nobody likes taking pay cuts. So right. people can talk about taking pay cuts, but when it comes down to it, you know, that that's a lot of that sounds really good, but you know, people don't like taking pay cuts, Scar. Remember that part. Okay. He's the guy that had to go uh, hug up big Zach Zinner with his leg all busted up. 
All right, I'm gonna leave it on that that thought. All right, <laughs> let's get to the film coming up, and we would like to say thanks to Quick Cuts of Video and Analytics as we do bring the film of the first quarter of the national championship game. And a reminder, Scar said it a little bit earlier, if this cuts out on you on YouTube, remember it is on Facebook. It continues to go. It is on X Twitter. It is there for you to see as well. You can comment if you're watching on Twitter, just the same as if you're watching on YouTube. So if it goes down, just remember that as we get to the kickoff. And then I, I don't, I don't know how we uh, coach this. You know, are we, are we telling them inside the five, we try to take it out. So, you know, it's on the three-yard line. He caught it. I just don't like starting on the 15-yard line, man. So, I don't know. That that kind of bugged me. But it is what it is. We took it out here and, and made it happen, but I don't like starting like that. Well, you have a player, and you know his personality, in Samaj Morgan, and sometimes these kids just want to make a play. And uh, when when Morgan's busting off 86 yarders in the Big Ten championship game and he had the kind of freshman year, once in a while he's going to do some things even, you know. Uh, and I don't know, Denny. I think they give the kid – I would guess they give him a guideline. Listen, if it's inside the five or whatever, I think I don't think he has a free, free reign to do whatever the hell he wants. That's my opinion. <laughs> Well, not, not well. I would say you don't have any, any, anything in the hell, but also when you make plays, you get a little bit of a leash. That's what I would say to you. Okay. Anyway, I was worried about the way this game started. Looking at Big Seventy Three down here, this number eight was a good player for them. This kid on the bottom here, he's a good looking edge player, and Henderson had trouble with him. But we got, you know, we got this was a beautiful drive, mixing it up, run pass. You know, that's a great fun. drive. Yeah. You know, just good, good thought out. We had a good idea what they were going to do. Uh, we, you know, we ran our best stuff. And Danny, I, I, I said it. This is the biggest one of the biggest concerns I have is who who's going to block at the tight end position for us this year. You know, and we run the power play here first and ten. This is our football play. You know, this is just so beautifully executed. You know, ripping them in there, picking up eight, nine yards. Got to see it again because, you know, this is how we scored against Alabama. Just a little different different formation. But conceptually, this is Jim Harbaugh football. We block down, and you get a great job by our tight end. And then we pull. You get uh, you get the big tackle out here kicking out. Uh, Keegan leading through. Bredesen getting the extra guy, and then we just pull the push the pile. I just love that play. That's a, that is a Michigan foundational football play. Scott, I knew a, it when it was happening, you know, when I saw the tight end in there and all that, and I saw the helmets on the – I'm like, Scarts, that's a scar play. Well, I just – I like it. Denny, the reason I – you know, you as a coach, you look at things at the way a game starts and you say, okay, if we can run – that's our best stuff. And if you can run it early in the game, that's – I mean, that's what you want to do because everybody's going to try to take away your best stuff, you know, and uh, and that that was a good sign because I saw movement, I saw our best stuff. It was it was executed perfectly. So here we run a uh, little RPO stuff, and JJ makes a play. Great catch and, by Kojo there. Yeah, nice nice catch by Kojo here. So these guys, you know, they started up in sync together again. I I thought we'd see more JJ run early in the game, some of, some of this stuff, but he, now he's pulling up here. Well, you can send this first, uh, this first drive to 
the College Football Hall of Fame. This is about as good as it gets. Yeah, it was beautiful. We, here we execute here, number 20, out here. Here's another. And this is power stuff. This is block down, kick out, man. What's our formation? We got one back in the game. You know, we bring – but, again, we do stuff to give people problems. We got a guy in motion. And Washington was not lined up properly all the time. We fooled them with formation. We fooled them with motion. And now here we are running running power. We put our motion guy in. He ends up having a log. We, we kick out with uh, Keegan. And then some uh, – what a physical runner uh, Mullings is. So – yeah, well, you, you know, Scar, you have said it for two years, and it's something worth hammering home here. Other teams, Washington, when they're playing USC, they're worried about spreading the field, everybody running around. They're not used to uh, an extra tight end, six offensive linemen, uh, a fullback, uh, you know, punching in your in your face and all that. They're not used to any of that. And you could talk about having a week to prepare for it and everything else. You're going to need a lot more time than that. That's what, you know, Nick said, I can recall back back in the SEC media days in the summer with Big Ten or with uh, with Nick Saban. And he said what Michigan's doing, controlling the line of scrimmage. That's something that we're taking notice of. Yeah, but Saban, he runs a lot of the stuff we run. He he knows how to defend everything that we run because he's old school, just like Jim. But you're Danny, you're listening and you're learning from old Scar. You're understanding that. You know, you, you get good at what you see. And a lot of the people in the Pac-10, man, they don't run our stuff. So I knew that was going to – and then now here's – that's two times in a row we ran power and ripped them. Uh, here's Donovan Edwards making it happen. Uh, offensive – you know, this play is uh, – you know, it's it's really uh, – it's just an inside zone. And, and Washington really is not very smart. And Donovan makes them pay. These guys are lost. You don't commit – you know, as a defensive player, we're, I don't know where they're going because there's a gap here, and they're committing. They don't know where the ball is. But Henderson makes a great does a great job staying on this kid. So as good a job that was by Donovan, it's a Washington secondary and linebacker that you know you you shouldn't commit until you find the football. We get a better view of it here, and um, you know it's it's kind of botched up, you know. Donovan runs it in there, you know, and there's nothing there. I mean, there's nothing there. He 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 made a bad read because actually there is something here, but he for some reason he saw something there. These guys, you know, they don't know where the ball is, but they're coming here, and they're they're coming up. This guy should have sat right here and, and waited and watched and be be sure where the darn football is. But Henderson stays on his guy and drive. It's a great job by Henderson. He stays on his guy, washes him down. This guy's out of the mix. You see this safety here? You know, he's he's overcommitted. He's up in here. And Donovan makes the pace. So that's a great job by Donovan finding the gap in the defense and a poor job by Washington overcommitting before they and, found the ball. And Michigan fans didn't know what to do with Donovan Edwards all year long. You know, this isn't the same Donovan. He can't break a tackle game after game after game. And people would try to be patient. But, you know, heading into the last three, four games, there are Michigan fans, you know, thinking Donovan Edwards, they didn't even want him to get carries in, in, at all. But you have to remember what you saw. The guy's a home run hitter. Yeah, Donovan, that was a great read by him. I mean, listen, 
the eyes, man, the eyes. You know, Freddie Jackson always talked about the I like I like Saab coming up here tackling. I was worried about some of this stuff, how we're going to get adjust to these formations because these guys like to run, you know, a lot of this stuff. And and we adjust okay. They get it get some yards, but I really like Saab up here and he's coming back the way he comes up and tackles. He did miss, miss one later in this game, but uh we got some safeties that come up to tackle. But yeah, uh, Danny Donovan is—he's a, a big play guy. He, he, if you're going to be unsound, he's going to make you pay. He did it against Ohio State last year, and he—and he—he's not. Listen, he's not running people over so much like, uh, you know, like Corm or some of our other backs. But he's going to make people miss. Oh no, this uh, little scar was a little concerned because this is just the stuff that they do so well—empty and just throwing darts, accurate. You know, when I when I saw them coming out like this, this drive, and it's you know, it's just so easy. They cut they they motion to empty. You know, I, I was thinking, oh man, here we go. This is the Texas game. You know, but obviously we uh we get things squared away. Yeah, squared away, you know, they you know, Penix is a, a great passer. And they've got great wide receivers. And so, yeah, I mean, they were going to make some plays. That's the one you didn't like by Saab here. Yeah, we all we all saw it. And, you know, he's, I don't know, going Sad, for the skill. You got to, you, you know, the kid put, maybe the kid putting his head down. He's got nothing really to wrap up on. You know, he's, you put your head down and then he put his head down. And, but yeah, that was a big uh, third and five. We would have been, they'd have been putting the football. So I talked about tackling in space. And for the most part, we did a pretty darn good job of that. Danny's screen was a was a a problem for us in this game. They had a lot of success with screen. I I think a lot of people are going to look at this game and uh, and take a look at screen versus Michigan. Um, in a lot of different forms of running screen. So Washington had success with it. I like Big Ninety Nine here's effort. Big dog, good. Look at him coming, run that thing down. That's what defensive line coaches look for. And, you know, Danny, you, you talk about, you know, I'm just going to tell you from a coaching perspective, you know, we say, okay, good. That's a great job. Great hustle. And you, you know, but let me tell you, he ain't getting on the field if he doesn't demonstrate this in practice or in scrimmages up at the, the stadium on, on a, you know, during pre-camp, whatever. So you, ha this is just how we play football, man. So you, this is great effort. And he understands that the coach is going to see this on film. And, and everybody's going to be pointing that out. Look at this effort right here, man. This is how you play defensive line in Michigan. You, know, you got to get downfield, man. We saw Kenny Grant uh, chase a guy from uh, Penn State. So that's coached up. It's demanded. It's what we do. And I'll tell you something. That number one is going to be a top 10 pick in the NFL draft. So, like, Michigan being able to make him where he wasn't a factor in this game is one of the big reasons. And they had to give up something. The underneath stuff and some of that screen stuff, I think, is the what they had to end up uh, conceding a little bit. They could have tackled yeah. a little bit better, but you can't. I mean, they're not the 2000 Ravens or the 85 Bears. They're just one of the great defenses of the 21st century. Yeah, we're not sound here. This is a mental. This is, I just talked about how good I think Cam, uh, Cam Good did the play before, but I think he makes a mental mistake here because I think we're slanting the defense this way. Uh, we're slanting here. It, it, you can just tell, and good, good, good ends up in the same gap as uh, our edge player here. So this is, a, I think, a mental mistake by Good, and then they rip us in there. 
because you got it's all going to be coordinated, Danny. If you're going to slant to the right, then everybody slants to the right. Because if you're bringing a corner, and we're bringing, you know, we're bringing, uh, we're bringing guys off this edge here. So we're going to bring your edge player. You got to bring your tackle. Everybody's slanting right. It all has to be. If one guy's coming this way, that means you got something screwed up, and you got a gap unmanned. So yeah, that that's a mental mistake, I think, by Cam Good there. But this was a, this was a, what I talked about, man. You know, being good in the red zone. You know, great coverage. You know, a pass coverage, and uh, and we pass it off. I'm going to show you what they do here, but. <laughs> I talked about this being a huge factor. Yeah, they got the big passing game, but do they have a running game? What are they going to do down here? Okay, what are you going to do down here in the red zone? You're going to just throw it all the time? All right, good luck with that. But our scheme here, this is great coverage, and we have a, 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 a system here where kind of you got to watch how we pass this thing off, how our, our, our secondary, you know, you look at, look at Johnson down here at the bottom, Denny. He's running with him. I bet if he runs, if this receiver would, would have ran back in through here, I think Johnson would have stayed with him. Okay, but they, they coach this up. He's coming across. He's going to pass him on to someone else. I think he's feeling this, but they're all communicating. And they're fe he's feeling this. Who's coming my way? Who's going away? And they pass it off. So watch Johnson now. Now he's going to wheel back on this guy. And then we get coverage. Because Saab, again, initially he was feeling uh, one of these crossers. You know, he's feeling one of these guys. That's and big league he's, stuff, he's gotta, Star. That's big league's defense right there. Yeah, I mean, you work on it, you rep it. It's it's uh, you 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 remember the old Don Brown stuff where we got killed with crossing routes, right? Because yeah, we were in man coverage. Well, th this is not man coverage. This is a system that. You know, you work on it, you rep it, you communicate, and um, you know, you pass it, pass it off, man. Like like basketball, you know, when, when they screen you, you pick. You know, you know what I mean. You're an old hooper, right, D? I'm. It looked very sophisticated to me. It looks like next level stuff. I mean, like watching some of these guys, the communication. That that's not easy. Yeah, well, that's why, Denny. I told you the last couple games. I said we're going to beat these guys. Not only with great talent and athletic ability, we're going to beat them with what's between the ears, too. We got to be smarter than them. <laughs> now, the play before it's second and seven, the play before we ran ISO, where we just had I formations and we ran Bredesen up there, led through. We picked up three yards, but that was that that was by design. Okay, because they they knew on second down, we ran that, we showed the defense, the ISO, the running play. Okay, and, and uh, now we're going to run the play action off that same look. So we want to get this guy sucking up. And this guy, you'll see him, he'll come, he's going to bite up because he just saw the same play earlier. He takes a couple steps up. Oh, he's out of position. Roman Wilson's around him. Just that little bit. I mean, this is a tight window for JJ. But just that little bit of stepping up because we set him up with the play before. You know, he's out, he's up in here. He's he's feeling ISO. That linebackers, these guys are all stepping up. But Roman finds the the uh the, the little little spot there and, and JG throws nice. a good accurate pass. Small window. Another, another great drive. And, yeah, that was a small window and he found it. And we got the Huskies confused. It's second and ten. We've Denny, we've got 
we our coaches are helping our run game. They're helping our players. <clears throat> we got six offensive linemen in the game. Look at Washington. Look at the players. They're not lined up right. They're looking around. They're see this guy. They're they're confused. What, what, where am I going? We haven't seen this formation. Where do I go, coach? Well, they're jacked up. Okay, I've been this coach. You know where you, you they run stuff you haven't seen, and we get them misaligned. And Donovan makes them pay again. So we get them. We get them. Yeah, the 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 play Donovan's first touchdown. They were fairly decent aligned, but they were they made they had a mental mistake in, the, in their execution as, with the secondary. This time it's a little more on the coaches and and uh, for for Michigan fooling them. At the same time, Washington either not having not seen that formation, but you probably saw something close to it. So we, you should have had an answer on how to line up in that formation. But let's take a look at it. <laughs> The, the star of this play, as much as Donovan is, is, is uh, Barnhart. So if you look at how they're lined up, well, pre-snap, this is how they're lined up. And I think they were over, too much defense over here. And now they slant this guy, this guy over here over Barnhart, they slant him into the A-gap. And uh, so in general, I think Washington's got too much defense over here. But – He's, and Barnhart picks him up. I mean, that is a great job by Barnhart to pick up that slant. And now, and now, look what they got. I mean, that look at that defense, Danny. Where are you running the ball if you're Donovan Edwards? You know, this is too much defense over here. This is uh, this is on Washington coaches. Look at this. Donovan makes him pay for being unsound. And then we get a nice job. We get a nice block by these two guys over here on our on our right side. Uh, big Hinton, I'm glad he's coming back. Uh, Hinton blocks this guy out, and uh, Loveland puts his butt inside the hole, and, and we're gone. That's that's a combination of Donovan finding the weakness, defensive coaches not lining up properly, Michigan's offensive coaches giving them stuff to hopefully create this kind of stuff. So there's a lot of things going on there. And we beat them in all phases. There, it's not. It's not just about blocking and tackling. Okay, here's third and six. This was a great play by Sanistrol. They got. We got. We didn't do a lot of this. I think Minter was a little scared of this kid's ability to throw. We didn't do as much six up like we did against other teams. Okay, he was either he was concerned. I think about the receivers, how good they were, and how accurate this kid was. So. Here we are running six up, third and five. In Sanistrol, this was – I mean, there, he doesn't make this tackle. It could have been a touchdown because we're in man coverage. And if, he, if you, you got a, the other view, the TV job. view shows you, if he doesn't make that tackle, you know, it could have been a touchdown. But this is a great job by uh, Sanistrol here, man coverage. Huge. Could have been a touchdown. Oh. Now we got him punting the football. He hogtied him. So you that know, was a receiver still, if he, if he didn't want to go to the NFL, he could go on one of those rodeo things where they're uh, roping calves. They jump off, and they that's what he looked like he was doing there. Yeah. Athlete. You got to be an athlete. Okay, so here we go again, Denny. I think this is more of Washington gap trouble. They got Our, our formations are they're, – they're, we're messing with them. 
You know, how are they going to line up? What are they seeing? We got one, two, three, four, five over here. I, I call this a gift. Again, and Corum makes them pay. I call it a gift by their adjustment. We just we just block just block the guy in front of you, and the other angle will give you a, a better look at what's uh, how they lined up. Oh heck, I don't have it on this. Okay, but anyway, Danny, this was a uh, this was a uh, again all, all people involved, coaches with the with the formation. Um, and then the player finding the weakness and then guys executing, you know, blocking the right guy, staying on them. Yeah, so we just, we blocked that thing beautifully. Technique, uh, blocking rules, it's all in play there, man. So that's all I got, Danny. I'm gonna, maybe I'll go a quarter. We'll, we'll, we'll really, uh, we're not in no hurry to get the other film. So maybe no. I'll go a, qu a quarter of the next four weeks, you know, just get a little taste. And we're um, going to keep enjoying. We'll keep enjoying this game and and, and, and and maybe pop a little Alabama in again later on. Just Yeah, Scar, it's like getting, you know, some, you know, 1912 wine or something. We're not going to drink a whole bottle. Eh, <laughs> take a little bit at a time. You know, like um, they, it was pointed out by Mr. Martini, you know, they were down there in Texas. I don't know if you saw. Blake Corum, but he had a uh, a cowboy hat after the game. JJ uh, McCarthy, he had a cowboy hat. You know, Scar, maybe you know you get a you get a cowboy hat. Denny, those were gifts from the bowl game. It's interesting you bring up the cowboy. You notice everybody had the same black cowboy hat. Oh, I no, I didn't notice. Oh that. yeah, those yeah, yeah. Let me tell you, those, that was a gift from the bowl. The very first bowl game I ever played in was in Houston, Texas. We played UCLA in the Blue Bonnet Bowl at the old Astrodome. Yeah. So they, I still got the hat. It's been sitting in that closet for since 1981. It's a cowboy hat. Cowboy hat. They gave us a cowboy hat and a big pair of cow. I, I, I wore the boots, but yeah, I guarantee you that was a gift. For you get some gifts when you go to these bowl games, okay? And they're and they're they're, they're a lot better than you know in my era, which is good. But yeah, Danny, I guarantee you those guys, uh, those were gifts that were from the uh, from the bowl. Scar, do you see the the pennant in the upper corner there in my screen? Yeah, yeah. That is a an authentic Alamo Bowl Michigan Bowl pennant from 1981. Wait, wait a minute. The 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 bowl we played in '81, Denny, was the uh, it was called the Blue Bonnet Bowl. Yeah, well, let's see if it says Blue Bonnet Bowl. Yeah, it does. Blue Bonnet Bowl. No kidding. Blue Bonnet Bowl, Houston, Texas. No kidding. That was the first game I played. Uh, I, I was just a freshman. I didn't play, but we uh, ended up beating the heck out of UCLA. And uh, we played them on a, a, the, the surface back then. The the field that we played on was like, you know, a, Cement. A concrete with a little a sheet of, uh, you know, fake turf that was had no cushion. A different deal, man. Yeah, tough, tore up carpet, and um, but we we beat them, beat them good, and I still got the cowboy hat. Well, I want to see the cowboy hat next time. <laughs> That's what I want to see. Well, these guys are going to have a whole lot of good memories about Houston, man. A lot of gifts, a lot of stuff. Oh, it the uh, the memories are going to last a lifetime. Yep, no, national champions for life, baby. 
But yeah, Danny, we're uh, a lot of decisions have to be made by Jim, the assistant coaches. I guarantee you, some of those guys are getting phone calls. You know, hey, we want you to be our offensive coordinator, or we want you to be our defensive coordinator. Some of our maybe uh, you know a guy like Clinksdale. You know, people. I'd hire that guy in a minute to run my defense. You know, at a big school, based on what you see Michigan doing. That's a problem when you start winning. People are going to take your guys, man. So, well, first things first, the the goat, Jim Harbaugh. We yeah. need to see what he's going to do. Hopefully, <laughs> he makes his decision sooner rather than later. I saw that the Seahawks job looks like it's getting ready to open up. But if if Jim Harbaugh stays around, I think that this thing just continues on. Uh, you're mentioning that you think J.J. McCarthy might make his decision. I don't think either of those were on the opposite side. I hope you've got this one right, Scar, because it's just going to be it's going to be time for another parade if that happens. Yeah, I'll say this: I do think there's some. Uh, I do think that they could be connected in their in their decision making. It's not so much Jim's decision, but JJ's decision. I think uh, would hinge a lot on what Jim does. That's that's just my gut feeling. I don't know. And I hope Vrabel's not thinking about going to Ohio State. I hope he wants to stay in the NFL. He's a great. You're coach. right. That's a guy you don't want to deal with. No, you don't want to deal with him. He'll recruit like crazy. He can coach. And let's that, just say, let's just say for those Ohio State. That's exactly, Danny. In. That is exactly the kind of guy you don't want to see because he's a proven leader. I, I want guys that are proven leaders. That's why I want guys like Ryan Day, unproven leader, born on third base. Never was a head coach, never showed he could lead. Those are the guys you want to. That, that's why I wasn't happy with Michigan State's choice because I think they did it. They, they, they hit it right with him. He's, uh, uh, let's go back to Ryan Day for some of those Ohio State fans. You got a, you got a great coach there. Let, you know, don't be uh, getting in the hot seat or anything. Give him a few years and, and let him see how he can do. You know, he's, uh, he's doing a fine job. Look at the recruiting that, you know, he can go out there. He can pull the wide receivers out of a hat. I mean, he just continues to do that. Great job by Ryan Day down there. Keep it going, Ohio State. Yeah, I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm Michigan, man. I'm not cheering for Ryan Day. and uh, I'm cheering I like, for him to keep him. Yeah, I like the chaos and the problems and the and the poor showing in the bowl game. And uh, I want them to have pro- – but, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to see them. I would want Ryan Day just good enough to keep his job is what I want. I want Ryan Day just good enough to keep his job, go 11-1, and one, go 10-2, and two, you know, get beat by Michigan. That's what you want, just good enough to keep your job. I don't want Mike Vrabel. No, I don't either. We, we, we found something we agree on. That and it was a it was a great game on Monday, and that Michigan is the national champion for 2023. Oh, awesome! It's all good, Danny. We're just smiling and happy, and uh, the good news is going to keep coming. Well, I hope you're right, Scar. Great job! All right, Danny, go blue. There he is, Jim Scarcelli.